I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. All right, I'm going to ask you to engage. Suspend judgment. Put your bias on the shelf. And I want you to think through, as we go through some issues, without going through the issue. And so often we are so quickly divided into tribes and camps uh, and angry, just vitriolic shooting down of anybody who disagrees with anything that we think, that we often miss the more important conversation. And so I'm going to ask you to suspend judgment for a minute about an issue that's clearly going on in the country. It's been in the top of the news and all over the Twitterverse and all things social media. And let's go through the process and the principles. So all of you are familiar that uh, there are many people who've been calling on Spotify to deplatform Joe Rogan uh, for spreading misinformation on his podcast. Uh, even the White House uh, has come out and said that it wants big tech, including Spotify, to do more about misinformation and disinformation. But the question is, regardless of where you fall on that, uh, in terms of vaccines and masks and mandates and lockdowns, shutdowns, and all of those kinds of things, where are we getting and what are we getting wrong in our conversations about the issue and what are the principles that we should be focusing on instead? So I want to tee this up with just a, a couple of bits of sound. So first, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki uh, actually praised Spotify during her press conference on Tuesday for adding a disclaimer. They've added a disclaimer uh, to podcasts on its platform uh, that uh, talk about you know what this is and what this represents or doesn't represent. So a disclaimer especially on those that may be controversial, especially around vaccines or mandates or pandemic. Uh, but she also said that that was not enough, that big, big tech actually needs to do more. This disclaimer, it's a positive step, but we want every platform to continue doing more to call out misinform- mis- and disinformation while also uplifting accurate information. I mean, look at the facts, right? You are 16 times more likely to be hospitalized if you're unvaccinated and 68 times more likely to die than someone who is boosted if you're unvaccinated. That's pretty significant. And we think that is something that unquestionably should be the basis of how people are communicating about it. But ultimately, uh, you know, our view is it's a it's a it's a good step. It's a positive step, but there's more that can be done. So again, that was Jen Psaki saying, "Okay, good step. Put a disclaimer on there. We think there should be more rules, more regulation. Businesses should have to do more with that kind of content. 
Now, Joe Rogan uh, again responded by arguing that what was once considered misinformation is now widely considered as truth and how that process plays out. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID, you would be removed from social media. They would they would ban you from certain platforms. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. If you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now that's on the cover of Newsweek. So interesting perspective there. And again, I'm uh, set all that aside, whether you love Joe Rogan, hate Joe Reagan, Joe Rogan, think he's uh, a truth teller or a lie teller or anything in between. I, I want to get down to the, the principle that we need to get to. And it not only deals with this, obviously we've had a, a lot of in the news about Whoopi Goldberg and her comments uh, about the Holocaust. And we've gotten to this point where we've decided that the only way to deal with someone who is wrong and whether they are doing that through misinformation or disinformation is to just ban them, delete them, uh, they're out. Uh, Brian Riedel had a, a great post on Twitter, uh, and he said this, a modest proposal, don't suspend Whoopi Goldberg, don't fire Ila Shapiro, don't banish Joe Rogan, don't pressure Amazon to stop carrying certain books, don't practice heavy-handed social media deplatforming, fight bad speech with better speech, not by censoring or deplatforming. And that's an interesting thing to think about. What we really need is not to control all the bad speech. Uh, we just have to have better speech so that that can move forward. So when we look at things uh, as, as these kind of controversies continue to go, if, if our immediate reaction is always to hunker down in our own silo with our own people who agree with exactly the way we believe it, uh, that's not healthy. That's not good. Uh, freedom of association uh, means freedom of disassociation as well. So guess what? You can make a choice. Uh, if your neighbors annoy you, you can always move. You can do that. Uh, we should be able to do the same with speech. If what someone's saying is annoying to you, turn it off. Stop following them on Twitter or Facebook. You don't have to. And so we have to learn to get past all of this. And again, it's not about these things, but the, the big concern is all of the siloing of society, the warring tribe mentality that takes over everything. And to me, uh, again, this was some, a great post from the Washington Post, uh, there's something deeply corrosive about attempting to live in a way that demands everyone agrees with you. Even on fundamental issues like vaccination. Sometimes uh, the movements are the, are the way you change the conversation. But trying to silence a rambling fool, according to the Post, uh, feels like pretty small potatoes. And sometimes you just need to let the fools ramble and walk away. And so what a business does and how it approaches those conversations, the answer isn't always to cancel 
The answer isn't always to silence the bad speech or the bad information. It might be that you just need to find a little bit more of the good and promote that. And to me, that's the real key to all of this, regardless of where you fall on a lot of the specifics. Uh, Again, getting rid of bad speech is not the answer. Having more good speech is. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. That wraps up hour number one. Much more to come. Hour number two of the show coming up after top of the hour news. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.